You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula Podcast. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. compulsive overeater. I'm glad to see you. I feel like I'm among friends when I'm with you and I always get something from everything you say. So I'm glad to be here, start my day off right. Um, um, I'm going to tell you first, I'm going to follow the format that we normally use, which is to describe what, what it was like before we started the program and then what it's like now. Um, and um, uh, the theme of this this whole discussion is going to be going from day to day, doing the best I could to manage my food. So before I started how, I went from day to day doing the best I could to manage my food. I can honestly say that. Now, um, here's what happened to me. Here's the trauma that brought me here. And it really, it was, you know, it was like one of those uh, successes rather than failures, really, when you look at it. But I am a single parent. I raised my four children by myself. Uh, my alcoholic husband and I divorced, um, um, you know, when they were really quite young. And then I, I managed everybody by myself. Now, uh, it was very important to me that my kids went to college. And when my fourth child was ready to leave for college is when my life fell apart. Okay. This makes no sense because this is exactly what I wanted to have happen. I was really proud that he was going to away to college. But what also happened at the same time is I had wrapped my whole life around raising those children and um, providing a good home. And now all of a sudden here I was going to be all by myself, no purpose in life. And I really didn't know how to manage that. And I started eating so much food that I couldn't believe it. I, after one month, I had put on certainly more than 10 pounds. And finally, I talked to someone who was in another 12-step group that I belonged to. And um, I said to her, I don't know what to do. I'm getting so fat. I've never been so fat in my life. And she said, you know what? You might consider OA. And I thought, well, I'm not that fat. I mean, come on. you know." But she said, I think you're going to find some people you know there. And that was all she said. Okay. And she told me where the OA meeting was. It was at St. Andrews by the El Camino, if you remember. And um, I was very surprised to see people who were in both 12-step groups. And I felt right at home with, with the program. Um, and I really did get the help I needed. I met a friend from the very beginning, and we, she befriended me, and we used to take walks. And, and that was the first time, even though I had been in the other 12-step group 15 years, it was the first time I ever worked the steps. You know, I showed up all the time at the other meeting, but I never really worked the steps until I got into OA. And, you know, you never get the benefits unless you do the work. And that's, that's the simple, simple thing of it. Now, my pattern before how, just so you know where I was, um, was to start a diet. Every New Year's Eve, I started a diet. And then I would diet from January, February, March. 
and I would lose about 10 to 15 pounds by summer. And then I would buy myself new clothes. That was my thing. I would buy myself new clothes when I lost the weight. And then I would go home to see my family. And I would run around being all in shape all summer. And then the minute I get back from that trip, I started to allow myself to put weight on again through Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. And as the and I realize now as the days got shorter and there was less light, you know, it was my way of dealing with the oncoming darkness of the season. Um, um, okay, so I, I was a yo-yo dieter and I managed to lose, you know, uh, weight continuously, 10 to 15 pounds. Um, but over the course of over 25 years, I gained 15 to 20 pounds. So the reason I'm saying, giving you all these numbers, I'm a math person, so I love numbers, but I want to tie it back into the theme. I was going from day to day doing the best I could to manage my food. And what was the upshot of that? I was gaining 15 to 20 pounds a year at any given time of the year and up to 35 pounds total from start, you know, from uh, start to finish. So I was just gradually gaining weight. Okay, so now after how, what can I tell you that's, that's good? Okay, so I have one size of clothes in my closet. I always used to have four sizes of clothes, so one size of clothes. And I was told that I would probably lose my teeth, you know, when I started how. And I have lost no teeth. I have a lot of dental work. So that's huge. But whatever your health problem is, believe me, it's going to not be as big a problem if you do uh, this program the way it's designed. That's been my experience. And the other thing that Hal did for me is it gave me the energy to start exercising. See, it gave me the energy to start doing that. So that opened another whole new world to me. Okay. All right. So Here's what I do every day. I have two calls every every weekday morning, plus I'm blessed with a check-in call from another one of our members. Now, I eat according to the HAL food plan. I weigh and measure every meal, and I eat according to basic. Usually, I attend a support meeting every day. This might not be HAL, and I didn't used to attend so many support meetings, but ever since COVID, I jacked up my number of support meetings. It might be the other fellowship. It might be something I do for my religious affiliation. It might be something spiritual. But I, I attend a support group meeting of one kind or another, sometimes two. And then every day I meditate. You, most days I meditate. I read from a book on my religion. And I kneel down to pray. And I write. Now, all of that sounds like a big deal. I'm going to tell you, it probably takes 10 minutes of meditation, 10 to 15 minutes of meditation, and another 10 minutes to go through um, the, uh, what, the book from my religion, kneeling to pray, and journaling. Okay, so it's not the end of the world, and it really sets sets me up real well. Between that and the phone calls each day, it sets me up really well for the day. Um, And lately, I've been reading grieving books because my sister passed away. Now, often I make outreach calls and I weigh in once a week. I'm basically following the HAL program. Now, does it all work out perfectly? Okay, no, it doesn't. Okay, most recently, in fact, this last week, I had been trying to lose weight because I gained weight during a leg infection. I, I couldn't get off the sofa during this leg infection, and I continued to eat the same maintenance food plan. 
which consisted of an additional fruit at dinner and occasional extra carbs. And that's all it took for me to gain weight because I wasn't exercising. I couldn't get off the sofa. So it doesn't all work perfectly, no matter how well you work the program. So there's no reason to think, what did I do wrong? Life just happens. Okay, so the idea, let's go back to the thing. Going from day to day, doing the best I could to manage my food, just it simply doesn't work. So what happened to me recently is I managed to lose all but three and a half pounds of my uh, weight that I put on while I had the leg infection. And on one day, I lost two whole pounds on the scale. And now I'm down to three and a half pounds over my goal weight. Okay, when I lost that two and a half pounds, I did not, you know, become more spiritual. What I did, I went on online shopping, okay? I bought myself some real nice clothes because I felt some really good vibes because I had just learned, lost two pounds and it was the whole world was sunshine, okay? And I was never going to have to worry about weight again in my whole life. But see, this kind of tells you where, where I go. My imagination is, you know, all perfect or I'll never get this, see? And reality is I do the best I can this day holding on to the 12 steps how in my religion. Okay, that's, that's kind of my mantra. Do the best you can, but hold on to the spiritual stuff. Because if I try to rely on myself, it's just prep. It's just plain, I'm going to gain a whole bunch of weight like I did during that leg exercise, leg, leg infection. Now, the other thing I find is as I practice how, I become more aware of myself. What I mean by that is I feel my emotions more deeply. Okay. I'm actually living my life. I'm experiencing my life emotionally. I'm just not going through it anymore. Um, and um, uh, the other thing is it makes me more vulnerable. Okay. So as I do better, I become more vulnerable. And it's really important, I think, to be honest about that. Now, the only way that I know to deal with that is, I, is encouragement, gratitude, and self-compassion. Okay. So trying to use those three things, I've learned, hey, it's not going to work. I'm not going to be perfect. It's not an all or nothing program. I'm going to have to go back and um, keep doing my encouragement, gratitude, and self-compassion. Now, what I'm going to tell you is the first one of the slip questions, okay? So you can understand um, um, what I... Ten minutes. Thank you. Okay, so... I've been in Hal OA for 16 years and see all these papers. These papers are the answers to the 30-day slip questions. So I counted, I got six or seven. So six or seven times since I've been in this program, doing my best to follow it, I have slipped. And then I get right back on the bus and I begin again. Okay. Now, the most recent time that I slipped was at at a gathering at Christmas, Christmas Eve, and we had a whole spread of full of food on the table. And I was really tired because I get myself all worked up between decorating and giving gifts and all the entertaining and all this blah, blah, blah. Okay, keeping myself busy is another one of my compulsions besides food. It isn't just food, okay? So here I was, ragged and, and feeling very vulnerable, and I had this whole big table of food. And I had forgotten to eat my dinner. Okay, so 
the perfect storm. So when I did this first slip question, what did you learn from your slip experience? How will you change your behavior? Okay, so just what I just got done telling you, I had worn myself ragged. I was hungry. Uh, you know, all these emotions were going on. But then as I answered that question more completely, I started realizing this is the first time my son has not been here. And it was, ah, it was the loss of my son that I was grieving. See, that's why I was so compulsively busy, blah, 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 you know. Um, so that's the deal. I think he had to work then. I don't know, remember exactly. But anyway, that was what my slip experience was about. Now, if you're going to take such a heavy, heavy journey, being really vulnerable, being very emotional, being in touch with what your reality is, you have got to use, in my opinion, encouragement, gratitude, and self-compassion. If I get into beating myself up in a moment like that, I'm never going to get back on the bus and try again. It's just not going to work. I'm going to give up. So you got to have, you know, these are my on the Kathleen tools of encouragement, gratitude, and self-compassion. I didn't, I didn't, I, I learned them in this program. I learned them by doing this spiritual work, but they're, you know, not unique to me. Um, but I keep coming back to don't try to manage my food on a day-to-day -day basis doing the best I can. That method doesn't work. It's not because I'm not trying hard enough. It's because life changes. I continuously get challenged in new ways. And every so often, about every two or three years, I fall off the wagon and I have a slip. And then I go through the slip questions and I learn more fully. And each time I do have a slip, I learn a little bit more than I learned the time before. Okay. Um, and and um, what, what I learn is when things go wrong, such as when I compulsively overspend money because I just lost two pounds, or when I slipped and lost my abstinence, what I try to do is double down on my program. Now, to be honest with you, I didn't have as good a program when I first started this program. It's only now that my life is settling down in better and better ways that now I'm starting to actually call people. Now, calling people and not knowing whether they're going to be home or they're going to talk to you, I didn't want to risk that much rejection when I came here. But now it seems like, hey, it seems like everybody gets rejected. It's not just me, you know. And it's just, um, and I think what it is is I'm, I'm learning to keep um, coming back to the program to figure out what's going wrong that I'm not doing. And I'm putting the energy into um, like my spiritual life, into myself, into my uh, encouragement, gratitude, and self-compassion rather than into the food. And it keeps taking me all that time um, to uh, continuously work this program. So I'll tell you another story that happened to me just recently. I lost my sister. And we, um, there were eight, eight adult children in my family, plus one baby died. So we were a big crowd of people. But this sister was extremely important to me. And I've never had such a reaction to any of my siblings' death than, than I did to this sister. And so I started doing this thing of, oh, I feel so, um, uh, I feel so badly and I just don't want to get moving. And, and it was fair. I was really, really grieving the loss of someone I loved very much. Um, 
But what I did along the way, after having my morning coffee, I would then have a morning tea. And in the beginning, it worked out great. Okay, it worked out great. I thought, mm, this is working. This is the way to do to, to grief, you know, besides getting... Beside, I'll, I'll wrap it up quickly. So uh, besides getting a grief counselor to deal, you know, another thing I learned is get help. It's, it doesn't work to just try to figure it out yourself. Just get help. And so now there's there's free grief counseling all over the place. You can call me if you're interested and I'll give you a whole bunch of stuff. Anyway, um, I lost my sister and I was have my morning tea on top of the coffee. So after a while, I started realizing What's going on with me? I can't sleep. I'm just absolutely out of my mind. So what I had done by thinking I was giving myself this nice little benefit of a hot cup of tea was I was I was not only freaking depressed out of my mind, um, but I was wired on top of being depressed. See, that's how it works. Okay. So I I continuously have to say, okay, I'm doing the best I can, but something isn't working. I better double down on something spiritually. I better start working some tool. Give me another chance to get support, whatever it is. But I will continuously blow it. I, you know, these slip questions are sort of badge of honor to me. This is the way it works for me. That's it. I've come to accept it and try to stop judging myself um, and trying to stop judging others. So anyway, I'm very glad I found how. I'm really glad. I'm, I'll stand up for you just so you can see that one of my new shirts fits. Okay, so there it is. Okay, I don't have a whole lot of weight on me, and and I'm I'm glad of it. I feel good, uh, and um, you know, I, in in some ways, even though I was older when I started this program, I never felt so well. So that's not a thought that I want to leave you with. 